0: Tom, I have to admit, looking at these cases, I am annoyed because these cases are a fascinating look at the confusing state of when a company does or does not get an independent compliance monitor from the Justice Department.
1: That was Matt Kelly. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to the award-winning Compliance Into the Weeds, the only podcast in compliance that takes a deep dive, literally going into the weeds each week. Today, we take up the differences in enforcement approaches by the Department of Justice in the SAP FCPA Enforcement Action and the eBay Enforcement Action. We note the lack of consistency around monitorships, the lack of consistency around CCO certification, and Matt really gets some issues off of his chest in this episode. I know you'll enjoy it. First, we're going to have a word from our sponsor, Ethico.
0: In the intricate world of ethics and compliance, each second is precious and slow case closures are more than just delays, they're missed opportunities. Enter Ethico. Our solution revolutionizes case management, cutting case closure times in half and turning every challenge into a chance for improvement. Imagine a workspace where efficiency and compliance coexist harmoniously. Don't just dream of faster resolutions, make it your reality. Visit ethico.com slash cpn today to book a demo and dive into our exclusive white paper by Tom Fox, 2023, the year in compliance. Empower your team with the tools they deserve.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back again with Matt Kelly for the award-winning Compliance Into the Weeds, the podcast where we take a deep dive and literally go into the weeds. And boy, we got one for you today. So welcome, Matt. Hello,
0: Tom. Good to be here.
1: There is a case or perhaps two that have been itching at you for some time. So we're going to explore those today, Uh, and it involves eBay and SAP. You want to set the stage and tell us why you got such an itch to scratch?
0: Well, Tom, I have to admit, looking at these cases, I am annoyed because... These cases are a fascinating look at the confusing state of when a company does or does not get an independent compliance monitor from the Justice Department, and the department does have uh, policies about when it will or won't assign a monitor to a case. And so then in January, a couple of weeks ago, lo and behold, I think in two consecutive days, or certainly within the same week, we had that large if FCPA enforcement action against eBay, big criminal penalty, no monitor, and the right after that we had this wackadoo cuckoo case with eBay where it uh, was accused of having its CEO, the chief marketing officer, not the current ones, former. Uh, Former senior executives conspiring with the company's internal security team to harass two online critics in a really awful, menacing way, which is terrible behavior. But everybody involved with that back in 2019, they all got the broom. They're all gone. And now finally, eBay settles its corporate liability with the U.S. attorney in Massachusetts. Paltry $3 million criminal penalty, but does get a compliance monitor. And, Tom, when you put these two cases together of recidivist FCPA corporate misconduct fraud at SAP, no monitor, and one-off cuckoo really bad criminal behavior by eBay does get a monitor, put those two things together. And, Tom, I can't figure out which end is up and if we are or are not serious about the Justice Department and them assigning compliance monitors, because I don't think any of this makes any sense.
1: Well, uh... I think uh, it does actually make a little sense, Matt, and at least it makes sense to me with SAP. However, having said that, if we'll go back to October 2022, where Lisa Monaco announced that corporate recidivism would be punished and punished severely, so don't become a recidivist. Well, two months later, we had the um, ABB. FCPA enforcement action, which uh, ABB was the first, first time, three time loser. And so we have a recidivist there, no monitor. SAP uh, also was a recidivist, although only one time that we were aware of, uh, 2014, I believe, and they did not receive a monitor. So um, for whatever reason, that I think the DOJ significantly backed off its claim that it's going to punish recidivism, but more importantly, Matt, I think what they have communicated is they will uh incentivize and actually give credit to companies that do several things. And we saw that with ABB, we saw that with Albemarle, and we saw that with SAP. First and foremost is self-disclosure. Now, none of these three uh, companies self-disclosed, but the DOJ wrote about self-disclosure in each one of those. Uh, then we moved to extensive remediation, and uh, SAP engaged in remediation by root cause analysis followed by risk assessment and gap analysis. They enhanced their compliance program. They changed their sales model, which we saw with Mall. and then they greatly expanded their data analytics program. Uh, they did the hold back uh, that Kenneth Poli uh, was so proud of when he announced that last year in terms of the pilot program. They had extensive cooperation during the pendency of their investigation. And I guess what I've seen is the DOJ's um, claim that they're going to punish recidivism has really lessened, and they have increased the incentives they are giving to companies to um, self-disclose and cooperate and remediate in the form of both reduced penalties and, as you noted, no monitor.
0: Well, I mean, Tom, on one hand, I see all of that, and I take your point. On the other hand, I keep coming back to four words, cry me a river, SAP, Um, because if you go to the actual policy the DOJ says for a monitor, and what is the whole point of them? What are they supposed to do? Well, quote, monitors can be beneficial, a beneficial means of assessing a business organization's compliance with the terms of the criminal resolution, Um, monitors can be an effective means of reducing the risk of recurrence in the misconduct and compliance lapses that gave rise to the underlying criminal resolution. And okay, so SAP, uh, is a recidivist and in multiple ways because they did have that first FCPA action. I think it was just with the SEC and it was in 2016, but they had a significant national security settlement two years ago. And now they have this significant. Uh, SCPA settlement now, um, this is a company that I do suspect at the very top is trying to do the right thing. I think they want to do the right thing, but ultimately they're not doing it. So they need help. And while that is a monitor and, you know, one of the things that I really kind of dorked out on when I wrote up a post about all this is that if you look at how monitors get chosen Um, a lot of the time, a lot of the criteria that they have, there are 10 factors that a prosecutor should be considering. A lot of these factors, I don't think they work in SAP's favor to avoid a monitor. For example, um, whether at the time of resolution, the company's risk profile has substantially changed such that the risk of recurrence of the misconduct is minimal or non-existent. Well, SAP was doing work in high risk jurisdictions before. They're doing high risk jurisdiction work now. They're going to continue to do that in the future. Um, Are we saying that the change in their sales model is enough to uh, really eliminate the recurrence down to a minimal or non-existent level? I don't think so. I mean, I hope so. But, you know, call me cynical because, They've already been trying to implement reforms in the past from their previous misconduct. And they still we still are here. But, Tom, the thing that sticks out is the arguments about SAP not getting a monitor might be persuasive if eBay receiving one didn't also exist in this universe. But it does now. Let's read through what eBay had done, where the former CEO and the former chief marketing officer were there basically just obsessing over these two online journalists they didn't like, got half a dozen people in the internal security team to go stalk them, send them awful, threatening things, show up at their house, put trackers on their car All of the security people facing criminal charges, they've all been convicted. The six out of seven, I think, at last count are all looking at jail time or are already sentenced. Um, And the former CEO, former chief marketing officer now are in a lawsuit with those two people. Now, this is all awful conduct. But do we really think that there is a risk of future repeat offenses like this? Because do we really think that the new CEO or future CEOs of eBay, if they ever come along, are they also going to sit there conspiring with their security team to go stalk online critics they don't like? Um, I think the likelihood of that is low. On the other hand, what eBay allowed to have happen was awful. And so I would like it if they could have a criminal penalty that would really nail them to the wall. But as the U.S. attorney who brought that case said, he could only impose a three million dollar penalty because that was the maximum penalty permissible under the statute. I suspect if he could have nailed them for 50 million, I bet he would have swung for it and tried to get the 50. Just speculation on my part, but given the tenor of what they said about eBay and the really um, the way that they used corporate power to persecute to, you know, Relatively, you know, innocent people, well-meaning people. They were critics of eBay, but they weren't going to take that company down or anything like that. So, you know, is this more a case of they couldn't give eBay the justice it deserved through a criminal penalty because the statute was inadequate? So let's saddle them with a monitor. That's a great way to inflict more pain. And we could go through my ten factors analysis for a monitor. We could go through that with SAP and eBay point by point. But it comes back to me, Tom, that it looks like eBay probably did not deserve a monitor because I don't think this is going to be a repetitive behavior. Lord help us if it is. But they did deserve a bigger penalty. They couldn't get one. On the other hand, SAP, like they got some issues. They've been trying to do an improvement plan for the better part of a decade here. They've had three different uh, resolutions over corporate misconduct. Clearly, they haven't mastered it yet they need some extra help. Well, that is what a monitor is there for. But I don't know that SAP actually needs a huge criminal penalty. Um, I am open to the idea from Republicans and other conservatives that corporate penalties do nothing other than harm shareholders. If our ultimate point is to have companies stay on a good and proper path and not engage in repeat behavior, All of this seems backwards to me. The wrong people got the wrong monitors and the wrong people got the big fines and the little fines. And if you flipped it all around, I think that would be much more logically consistent. I
1: guess what I see is a confluence of the very, very, very bad conduct by SAP with the actions they took after the enforcement action began. And as I read the settlement documents for SAP, the DOJ has communicated to me that if you follow these strictures as we have laid them out and as SAP engaged them, uh, you will receive a financial discount. You will receive less of a penalty. And if you put up policies, procedures, and a program in place and test that program or test those controls, then you won't receive a monitor. Now, in ABB, we had that specific language where they said they had tested their program. We didn't have that language in Auburn Mall. We did not have that language in SAP. But what we did have was the DOJ acknowledging the creation of a data analytics program. And with SAP, that was for 150 different countries across the globe. So uh, I guess I read this as information the DOJ is communicating what you need to do even as bad a facts as a worldwide bribery scheme uh, that you can be incentivized, not incentivized, but you can make a comeback both in terms of the fine and a penalty and not receiving a monitor.
0: I mean, in that case, what are we doing with this monitor policy that the DOJ did put out? Uh, like I'll give you another factor. Here's I, I found at least three, but um Do you deserve a monitor or not, according to the DOJ, when the underlying criminal conduct involved the exploitation of inadequate compliance program or a system of internal controls? That is literally what the SEC said about SAP, and there's way too many acronyms on this podcast today. But the SEC expressly faulted SAP for having inadequate internal controls and entity-level controls. Um, On the other hand... The spiteful people at eBay who did get the monitor, they didn't exploit any internal control weaknesses there. There weren't any inadequate accounting controls that led them to ship live snakes and spiders to their online critics or to put a GPS tracker on the critic's car. Um, So how on earth do you read that about they were exploiting internal controls? Do you read that criteria and say, eBay, yes, give them the monitor. SAP, no, they get the pass. Um, If we are to take monitors seriously and the guidance that the DOJ put out about how and when we decide for a monitor, if we're going to take that seriously, then I still come back to, I don't get it, SAP. And I understand you bent over backwards with all the great internal controller mediations and everything. So did eBay after this, because what their original leaders and security people did is, like I said, cuckoo bananas, and the new leadership at SAP, rightly, uh, at eBay, rightly realized, we can't have this. So they fired a whole bunch of people. They fired the CEO. They fired the chief marketing officer. Um, technically, I believe the ex-CEO was invited to leave or resigned upon mutual agreement. Um, but like, th- there was nothing there that eBay did do or didn't do that SAP also didn't do. They were addressing different types of misconduct, radically different types of misconduct, but they both went to relatively the same great lengths to try and clean up their problems. And yet still, we wind up with, in my opinion, like, how did eBay get a monitor here? Or why are they getting one? But if they're getting one, SAP gets off of getting a monitor. Which brings me, Tom, to another question. Is this really more just a question of Local U.S. attorneys dancing to their own tune, as opposed to what Washington lays out as policy that we're supposed to think is actual policy. But maybe it's only policy if you're dealing with the fraud section in Washington and not actual policy if you're dealing with local U.S. attorneys, who, of course, are political movers, always looking to get themselves elected governor or senator or something like that somewhere down the road. I, I don't know. Is that what is driving the discrepancy in enforcement here? But there seems to be an inconsistent approach to enforcement, and it it bothers me.
1: Uh, I would. I uh, was actually going to raise that point because I think that you're, you're definitely on to something, that the U.S. attorney is a appointee of the president, answer, answerable only to the president, not even uh, to the attorney general, and that they have wide latitude uh, to engage in a variety of remedies, in their district. And I think this was one of those cases. And while I may have hoped that the monitor policy would have been more encompassing for the entire Department of Justice, it may be limited to the fraud section or it may be limited to the FCPA
0: unit uh, in Maine Justice in Washington. Uh, If that is the case, and I don't dispute, maybe that is the case, It would be nice for somebody to say so, as we all hang on every word from the Justice Department and parse over every speech and every uh, press release they put out. And, Tom, as a side yard of weeds that we can go into while we're here, I might also add that the eBay action does not require a CCO certification. So let's just back up and say this again, that eBay was credited for engaging in extensive compliance remediation, still got a compliance monitor. Um, They called out the importance of eBay hiring a chief ethics officer and expanding its compliance team. But at the end of all of that, no, the CCO does not have to have a CCO certification. It's mentioned nowhere in the settlement documents for eBay. So I thought that's what we were supposed to be doing now. That's what Kevin Polite and others at Maine Justice in Washington have been saying for the better part of two years, is that this is standard fare. No, it's not, because eBay doesn't have it. I don't know why they get a special menu, but it's not fair for them. Um, But it is apparently standard fare for everybody else. So uh, another thing that I don't quite get it when you look at both of these two cases next to each other. All sorts of weird stuff and questions just come to mind.
1: That seems like a great point to end this podcast on, Matt. Can't wait to see what next week brings us. Thank you, Tom. This is Tom Fox again. The Compliance Podcast Network is sponsored by Ethico. Ethico provides compliance champions like yourself, an ethics and compliance optimization system built to turn goals and guidelines into real ROI for your program. We've linked to Ethico in the show notes, but if you'd like more information, go to ethico.com slash CPN. If you've enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll subscribe, rate, and review to Compliance Into the Weeds or any of the other podcasts on the Compliance Podcast Network that you'd have enjoyed. We'd love to hear from you. You can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Compliance Into the Weeds is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. I hope you'll join Matt and I again
0: next week.